Hey, Emma. Yeah, Tyler. Can we play the ABC game? Tyler, I know that we are two hosts about a podcast about a kid's TV show, but that game is for kids. Okay, yeah, but we need a cold open for this episode, and it's relatable. Okay. Um, Apple? Beloved. C. Yeah, like like the letter, but what's the word that you have for it? I just told you. C. No, like... That's that's the actual letter. You need you need to associate it with a word. That is a word. See, like to look at something. Okay. Um. You need you need something that starts with the letter C, and C the word starts with the letter S. Okay, but see what he did. That's D. I will admit that is very creative. Thanks. I didn't come up with it. We just copied it from this episode that we're talking about today. <laughs> How relatable. <laughs> I'm Tyler Strandberg. And I'm Emma Meyer. And you're listening to Keyframe Reframe. On this podcast, we are watching the Cartoon Network show Over the Garden Wall and analyzing the plot, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was, as well as give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. You're listening to Keyframe Reframe. All right, Tyler. I think for us, this is... The most quotable episode. Yes, I would agree. I think we quote this at each other in our friendship a lot. I fully agree. Third episode of the show titled School Town Follies. Wirt and Beatrice come across a school full of animal students being taught by a human teacher, Miss Langtree. She mistakes them for students and tells them to join the class, which Wirt does. Meanwhile, Greg and some of his newfound animal friends are chased by a gorilla, and they hide in the school. Greg cheers everyone up by adding molasses to the potatoes that they are having for lunch. The next day, a benefit concert is organized for the school, which earns enough money to keep it open. Wirt trips over the gorilla, revealing that it was Miss Langtree's missing fiancé, Jimmy Brown, stuck in a costume. This episode premiered on Cartoon Network on November 4th, 2014, and was written by Jim Campbell and Laura Park. Look, I am sitting here. We are quoting this episode every time we see each other. It is one of the best experiences. I don't want to dig too deep into what we love about this, but everything about it is great. Look, I don't want to be a spoiler, but like, I love this TV show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but there's, okay, but there are a lot of things, like elements in the episodes that we can dig into to help explain why we love it. Yes, let's talk about- I feel like we're being very vague. No, it's okay. Let's talk about some of the, um, some of the, just the fun little facts. Um, It can be argued that all the animals in the schoolhouse are animals that can, at least to some extent, be domesticated. Mm. Domesticated foxes are a rarity, but they do exist. And the animals that Greg finds outside of the school, a raccoon, a deer, and a possum, cannot be domesticated. Still, they are shown wearing clothes in this episode. Interesting. I think the technical term is opossum. But everyone calls Technical? him possum. Possum. Yeah. Possum. <laughs> technically called an opossum. Oh, like that's okay. the real name. Well, but like I'm most unrefined. people just shorten it too. That was drilled into my skull in elementary school. <laughs> well, during the lunchroom scene as well, where all the kids are gathered, the iconic Miss Langtree can be heard playing the more somber version of Patient is the Night, the song that we hear in the last episode, which is then changed to Potatoes and Molasses. Yeah, I don't think we we brought this up. This soundtrack slaps. Oh my god. Like 
I listen to so many of these songs. I okay, the Blasting Company on the whole has a lot of really good music. I don't mm-hmm. know why they haven't been active over the past few years, but mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss overall for Amazing. this. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> this music. And like it just gets better. There's just more songs in the future that just ugh, iconic. Anyway, yes. um the animal characters in the school may be a reference to the Richard Scarry books about Busy Town, a town full of anthropomorphic animals. Mm-hmm. They also could be a reference to Beatrix Potter's illustrations and children's books, also about anthropomorphic animals. And the scene featuring Greg singing the song Potatoes and Molasses may have been inspired by the Shirley Temple song Animal Crackers in My Soup, featured in the 1935 film Curly Top. The chase scene featuring the gorilla is also very similar to a scene in the 1930 Our Gang short Bear Shooters. Lots of fun facts for this episode. I'm having a blast. I think the most fun facts that we have (laughs) had so far for an episode. Um, Yeah, so, you know, Emma... I didn't really sense, like, a big theme in this one, but I did notice that all of these characters were very determined to some degree, so I felt that would be appropriate to talk about. Totally, yeah. I mean, all of the characters at the top of the episode think that they're right about something. I mean, so we obviously know that Beatrice is trying to get them to... Adelaide of the pasture. Right. And she's just like, come on, pick up the pace. Let's like go. she's shut up, where you don't matter. She's bullying that again. Talked about this in the last episode, but this is a reason why I didn't like Beatrice up mm-hmm. until recently. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to not like her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she yeah, she was being really stubborn, being really mean. And she specifically tells Wirt that he is a pushover. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, right, like Beatrice did not like word but right. as we see through the episode or the season well i the think show. that's just because like you know greg seems very carefree and like that comes off as like a little bit stupid to her mm. i guess so i think she might see greg as easier to manipulate where word like yeah actually has critical thought yeah yeah but like that might also be why she's like trying to go after him like he's a pushover like i can just kind of make him do whatever i want right you know? right He is also a pretty big lump on the log, but he just like kind of doubles down on, you know, proving Beatrice wrong and is like, no, look at me. I, I only do what I'm told. So I'm going to sit here in school with all of these. I think it's funny because he's proving her wrong by proving her point. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm just a pushover. I only do what I'm told, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I love the sass. (laughs) I do too. It's so God. I think that's honestly hilarious let's talk next about greg Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so greg also too like will not accept that the school is will be closed Mm. um and he puts on this beautiful benefit concert at the end of the episode i think that's very like unique how he like looks at this Mm -hmm. and like comes up with that solution once again saving the day just as he did in the first episode (laughs) where he navigated the boys out of the old oil mill with the dog attacking them. Um, I just, ugh, I love him. Mm-hmm. I love that little boy. But also at the beginning, we see that he's very resistant to school, right? Like yes. I, <laughs> I love when he's sitting on 
the tree with the other animals, and he's like, yeah, they won't teach you that in school. Yeah. I also, I think it's this episode where he comes up and he's like, school? No thanks, or something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. just like, easily, it's a no, which mm-hmm. is funny because, like, where mm, Beatrice are looking for Greg, and they try looking for him, like, in the school, mm-hmm. and that's how they come across it. But Greg comes across the school after that. But mm-hmm. still, like, he will not accept that it needs to be closed because mm-hmm. his little animal friends love school. Yes, yes. And Greg learns to love it, too. But how could we forget about the iconic, yes, the lady, the Ms. legend, Langtree? Oh my who god! Understandably, cannot move on from the heartthrob that is her fiance. That two time and no, no good, good Jimmy, Jimmy Brown. Brown. Oh my god! This song, like I listen to this on repeat. I, like, you know all of the words. I do. It's like. It's you barely hear any of it in the episode, but like as soon as she said G is for the gentleman I thought he was when he first said hi, I was like, I'm obsessed. Poetry. I am obsessed with this song. And it's a full song. Right. You can listen to it on Spotify. I was going to say, because they cut in and out of it in the episode, but um listen to Miss Langtree's poetry. Please listen do. to the words of her aching heart using the brilliant structure of the ABC song. She is so creative. I love at the very end, she goes, why, yes, why, is the question. Because she's saying why like the question, which starts uh-huh. with a W, but she's associating it with the letter Y. Mm. Obsessed with mm-hmm. it. I cannot go, I, uh, go off queen. She's the teacher of all of these little animals. She is smart. Mm-hmm. Young man, go to the dunce box. <laughs> <laughs> Good Absolutely, for her. darling. Yeah, but she is, um... She is very hung up on this man. I mean, she sings an entire song about him. Yeah. Even at the benefit concert, like, she keeps talking about him. Yeah, she has a little picture of him, like, in her... Above the piano. Yes, in the lunchroom above the piano. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. she is She is so in love with this man. Absolutely. He has been missing, and she will not move on from it. Well, and another character that is stuck mm-hmm. in the episode is Miss Langtree's father, the the benefactor, right? He mm-hmm. feels like, right, he has to have, like, a cover-up. Well, he does have a cover-up for how he is funding the school. Like, mm-hmm. he's funneled all of his money into this. It turns out mm-hmm. he does not have a home mm-hmm. and lives in a tent that is made of his coat propped yeah, up by a Yeah, I think it's so funny that you say, like, he has a cover-up because, like, he has this huge jacket. Mm-hmm. He looks like this big, imposing person. Totally. But then later in the episode, you see that he takes it off and he's, like, super skinny and tiny mm-hmm. and, like, it's the big jacket that, like, covers him up and, like, covers his right. personality, you know? Right, Well, even Jimmy Brown, right, is stuck in the gorilla yes, costume. that's his cover-up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And wow. he is determined to get back to Miss Langtree, even if it means scaring the others. He was just trying to buy her a wedding ring. He was trying to save up the money. True for, romance. Uh, by joining the circus. Good for him. I, I mean, like, that is the creative, like, mind that we need in this I world. I love love. <laughs> <laughs> I love love. I love love. Well, I know we just spent a lot of time talking about a handful of the characters, but I want to do a deeper dive on our main characters, Mm -hmm. right? Like Greg. So Greg has constantly shown this side of thinking outside the box, our sweet little sunshine child, or interpret things in his own way. And it's because of this tendency that leads Greg to be so imaginative and creative 
creative. Yeah, and while it can definitely be like annoying to Wart and Beatrice sometimes, mm-hmm. it can also help them out of situations that the group might get caught in, or it can help them come up with creative solutions to problems that mm-hmm. they face. This is most evidenced when Greg is the one who came up with the solution to put on a charity concert to save the school rather than sell the instruments. Also, can we talk about how he was like directing the band at the end? I don't remember how old he is off the top of my head. I don't but either. He's pretty young, though. Yeah. Oh, little cutie. Greg is able to deduce that skill, is a resource, his imagination, right, is a resource that he can continually give and service so long as he has the proper tools to do so, rather than join Miss Langtree's father, who only sees value in tangible objects. Yeah, and this is also, this also occurs when Greg sings Potatoes and Molasses. Like, he notices that the plain potatoes are mostly dull and mundane for most of them, most of the people who are animals who are eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes up with the solution to add molasses to them and add some additional texture and flavors. Mm-hmm. And this is also, also, also evidenced in this episode when he comes up with the game Two Old Cats. I'm obsessed with this, honestly. <laughs> like, Rebels from school, like, teaches, yeah, I love him. Um But, I mean, the game doesn't really have any rules. It's just kind of what Greg dictates it to be because he Mm -hmm. suddenly deems one cat, which is clearly old, right? Like, the Mm -hmm. cat has a cane and glasses as being too old. Yeah, like, where is he coming up with this? Like, let's play two old cats. Gotta find two cats. Why? Like, what's the point of that? You're so random. Like, he's just so quirky. quirky. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, yeah, he's just like, I love when he goes like, mm, I think that one's too old. And then the raccoon is like patting him on the head and like pouring him. You know? <laughs> too sweet. It's so cute. Um, and like now switching over to Wirt, mm-hmm, Greg's mm-hmm, brother, mm-hmm. even though Beatrice labels Wirt as like a pushover, mm-hmm. it's probably more accurate that Wirt instead just has extreme anxiety. Which Beatrice is bullying him for having. Right, exactly. And it's clear like from the beginning of the episode, he just doesn't like confrontation, you know? Like he's stopping to tie his shoe and Beatrice is like, stop, come on. Yeah. And instead of being like, no, I'm tying my shoe because he's like, oh no, that's a problem. Like I can't like address me. Well, it's his anxiety that makes him skeptical of Beatrice's... How do I want to word this? So, like, his anxiety and, like, skepticalism, that's mm-hmm. not... Skepticism. Oh, skepticism, skepticalism. Oh, my... I have I have a bachelor's degree. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, that, like, it keeps them from, like, getting to Adelaide, right? Which is what Beatrice wants because she has selfish motivations at this point. Yes. Um, so, of course, she's going to bully him into, I don't know, doing what doing what she wants. Although he doesn't like confrontation, it's clear that he is very stubborn once he sets his mind to something, even if it inconveniences others. Like Beatrice. Like Beatrice. That you were just talking about. And it's evident. Well, pull the quote. Okay, Wirt, I'll admit it. You seem like a pushover, but you're not. Oh? Deep down in your heart, you're a stubborn jerk. When are you going to give this up? Maybe never. Maybe I'll never give this up. All right, Emma, this is a fun episode. We talk about this episode all the time. I, we just sing 
sing the songs at yeah, each other. Yeah, I mostly just sing the Miss Langtree's lament. Well, and just like use Miss Langtree's voice. <laughs> Young man. <laughs> okay, so please tell me who your favorite character was. My favorite character is Miss Langtree. Yes, yes, obsessed with it. She is the only damsel archetype that I will accept in my media right now. She is strong. She is hot. Mm-hmm. She is smart. She is kind. What more? could you ask for out of a character? Literally nothing. You could not ask for anything more out of a character. I'm obsessed with her. I love the way she talks. I love her fashion. I I love Miss Langtree. What Mm -hmm. about you? I do too. She's my favorite. (laughs) She was my favorite character this episode. She is an icon. She is living her full fantasy about when will her Mm -hmm. husband return. Not even her husband. It is her fiance. Mm -hmm. You know? And like, it is amazing. She's iconic. I stan. I love her song Mm -hmm. about lamenting. I love Mm -hmm. the creative way. You find out in the song, like in the full like thing when you listen to it on Spotify, her fiance has been gone for three days. (gasps) Like, he has not been missing for for like weeks and months. He has been gone for three days. It's justified that she is so, uh, she's so lamenting. She says like three is the number of days you've been gone, but it feels like four times two. And I'm like, bestie, that's still only a week. Like, <laughs> girly, she is living her best life. And I am obsessed with mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm-hmm. I love her song. What did you rate this episode? Okay, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Yes, you did! (laughs) You know, again, I want to say that my ratings for the episode are based in, like, the design itself, right? Because it's hard, right? We talk about there are, like, little Mm -hmm. minute details that separate our ratings between each episode. But I think the design for this episode, for me, was really, really fun, right? Like, it intersects, right? We talked about the Shirley Temple song. It's, Mm -hmm. um... You know, like that kind of 1900s, like one-room schoolhouse. Well, Miss mm-hmm. Langtree's fashion is very, like, 1900s. Right. Um, with her Gibson girl hair. Yes. And um, I just also really like the ending. You know, I like that everybody, right, like we talked about, feels very stuck in their ways. And they feel like there's only one solution to get out of, like, whatever they're feeling. And it's all very different. But, mm-hmm. like, what matters is that they can lean on each other. And Aww. I think that's really gorgeous. That's so cute. I'm obsessed with that. What did you rate this episode? I gave it a 10 out of 10. Ow! Look I, at us agreeing with each other. I love this episode. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't even bring up, like, potatoes and molasses. We haven't been talking about that You're right. That much. You're right. Um, the, I would go as far to say as Potatoes and Molasses is the iconic song of this entire series. Mm-hmm. Like when It you shows think up of, again. Yeah. When you think about it, like it's like this is the song that is like the defining like yes. piece for this. Yes. But yeah, I I am obsessed with this. I love Miss Langtree's character. I love how stubborn Wart is. Mm-hmm. I love like him and Beatrice bickering is actually like kind of hilarious. Yes. In like a very funny, annoying kind of way. I love Greg and like how he's interacting with all of these animals yeah. and like how, how he lives his life in this. It's just, yes, I'm obsessed with it. Love. And you're right about the ending and that like they all come together and they get to work things out. And it is beautiful. That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to producer and audio engineer Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonavent Productions, and AA Watermelons on Twitter, who made our cover art. 
follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it. Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is keyframereframe at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at keyframereframe. I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven. I'm Emma Meyer, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Emma Lee Meyer. That's E-M-M-A-L-E-I-G-H-M-Y-H-R-E. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. 